You're listening to Leadership on the Ground, Season 2. Leadership on the Ground in real time. Learning, recognizing, and knowing what is needed is not enough in business today. Leaders need to be able to apply their skills on the ground and in real time to make a meaningful impact. This series is brought to you by the international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor, your source and reference for achieving breakthrough performance and productivity. Leading yourself, leading teams, and leading organizations. And now, here are your hosts, Todd Schnick and Erica Pietler. All right. Good morning and welcome back to Leadership on the Ground in Real Time. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Pietler. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning, Todd. How are you? I am doing great. Today's episode is about intention and impact. Very, very important. Uh, but before we go there, remind us why season two of Leadership on the Ground, why is it so important? Why does leadership in real time matter? Yeah, so leadership on the ground. Let's just make sure we understand that piece first, right? Leadership is a skilled profession, and it's all about our behaviors. That's actually what shows up on the ground every day, our behaviors. In our Leadership on the Ground series, we've been talking about the importance of becoming a consciously competent leader, which means we know what we are doing, we know how to do it, and we know why we're doing it, because as leaders, we're asked to build the talent bench. So to do this, we need to be consciously competent. Now, why is that important? If we don't have conscious discipline and positively practice our leadership skills on the ground, we're not going to positively influence performance and productivity. And this is what we're looking for. In season two, we're raising the bar here and we're asking our listeners to not just cross that knowing doing gap and put their leadership skills on the ground, but to do it at the speed of business. And the speed of business is in real time, proximal to events and proximal to entry points. Yeah, no, good stuff. I'm enjoying the series so far, Erica, but I'm thinking about today's episode, Intention and Impact. Then I'm also looking ahead to episode four a bit, where we're talking about calling out unproductive behaviors. These two are very critically important. They're linked. There's a lot of tie-in between them, and they're talking about behaviors that stand in our way, yeah? Definitely. You know, getting intention and impact, these are, again, two very powerful words. In fact, I say they're powerful words as a coach because I've had coaching experiences where my clients, when they get this whole concept of intention and impact, it really is a game changer for them. And it allows them to really have clarity and understand where some of those unproductive behaviors are, right? Because they're having an impact that isn't necessarily aligned with their intentions. So today, we're going to take the first piece of that. and We're really going to talk about intention and impact and the importance of aligning them. Because if we're aligned with them, if we use that conscious discipline, if we think up front, all right, how do we want this to land? What's the experience that we want to create? How do we want to put our behaviors on the ground in real time and have the impact that we want? Then we're going to have the experience that we want with people and we're going to have the productive communications. We're going to have the productive relationships. Well, I think therein lies the problem, right? I think those are rarely aligned and I don't think people even realize it, right? Totally not an easy thing for a leader to get. A lot of time, again, you know, we'll go back to we're trying to help leaders here be consciously competent, right? What are they doing? How are they doing it? And why are they doing it? We want to eliminate that Mr. and Ms. Magoo syndrome, which says, hey, you got to start thinking about how are you showing up? What is it like to be with you? And what's my impact? Because leaders must own their impact regardless of their intention. 
you know, leaders, unfortunately, make a lot of mistakes, right? We're human, you know, people are out there, they're working, they may get a little task focused, they may forget that on the other side of a task or communication is a person, and they have feelings and emotions. So people don't realize that what they're saying and how it lands are really important to be thinking about up front and to be really mindful of, because we are going to make some mistakes. You know, just thinking on this, this is all about communication and relationship skills, right? It's totally about communication and relationship skills. And unfortunately, again, the focus might be on a task and communicating about the importance of the task, the urgency of the task. And we may not be thinking about how that's going to land and how the relationship goes. So, you know, we could offend people, right? We can come across too uh, dictatorial. We might come across too aggressive. We may come across very impatient. We may come across, you know, almost like we're not listening to the other person, right? Because in our head, the intention is we have an emergency. We got to get something done. Something has a deadline. So we're moving in that direction and we're not really sensitized to how's that landing and what the impact is. And what happens is occasionally to add insult to injury, right? If someone calls us out and says, whoa, this is not landing on me, right? If someone has the personal power, the courage to be able to say, this is not landing on me well, you know, sometimes have a lot of self-awareness. We'll talk about emotional intelligence probably a little later, but they don't have that self-awareness. That leader may say, well, wait, you're not understanding me. Or they may say, hey, you're misinterpreting what I meant to say. Or, you know, they may even be so bold as, uh, you, you know, saying, hey, you know, you're looking at this the wrong way, right? So they add insult to injury. They have a bad impact. And then they tell the other person why they're wrong, right? Which is just a bad road to go down. Well, and in doing so, it's the difference between destroying and building trust, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the critical word, because if you happen to have a misalignment between your intention and your impact, and it is going to happen, the thing that you need to do immediately is you need to apologize. You know, you just need to be a leader with vulnerability, because this is how we build trust, right? We build trust by being vulnerable. We build trust by owning our mistakes and we apologize and we say, hey, you know what? You're absolutely right. I apologize. I can see that that did not land on you well and that was not my intention and I'm wrong and I apologize. Let me try that again, right? And that's a leadership step to take. Well, some people might think that is weak, but I think it's absolutely the opposite. It's totally the opposite. And, you know, we had talked just a little bit in season one around building trust and vulnerability and, and how most people mistakenly believe that it is a weakness when in actuality it is a strength. Because here's how it's a strength. If I make a mistake, right? If I offend you, if I have a negative impact on you and you tell me, hey, you know, Erica, you know, you're a little out of bounds there. And I say, you know what, Todd, you're right. I apologize for that. And, you know, let me try that again. What you see in Erica is you see someone who's willing to admit to their mistake, willing to be vulnerable. They don't have to be right. They don't always have to, you know, be boasting about, you know, uh, who they are, what their position is. And that now opens up a space for you to also apologize, for you to also make mistakes. So back to this concept of we have to create safe space environments as leaders, and we're going to make mistakes. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. You're not. But when you make a mistake, own the mistake, apologize for it, and just recognize that, you know, we own both sides of that communication uh, conversation. We own what is said and we own how it lands. And how it lands could be, you know, just as related to our words, but also our voice and our body language. So we need to be these consciously competent leaders that are really excellent at understanding how best to communicate. Well, as you said, you have to own your impact. All right, Eric and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. 
This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpetler.com. All right, Erica, we closed the uh, top half of the segment talking about owning your impact, but sometimes you get that impact wrong and you have to own up to that. As you said, how do you do that? Why do you do that? Yeah. So you own up to it, right? You own up to it by, by apologizing and you own up to it by really, you know, recognizing that you're going to build that relationship further if you're able to own the communication snafu. You know, one of the things that I think is challenging for all leaders, and I joke around with this, but but it's really true, right? You know, communication is an illusion. We think we're saying the right thing. We're hoping that, you know, it lands in the right way. But we need to be really consciously disciplined and literally practice these skills of communication and relationship building. Because if I do the wrong thing, right? If I offend you, if I have a negative impact, if I don't apologize, right? What's going to happen is you're going to have emotional uh, anxiety with me. You're going to be probably annoyed. You're probably going to shut down. You're going to decrease your performance and your productivity, right? So I do two bad things. I don't take the uh, entry point of being a leader and owning my mistake and apologizing. And I've now kind of put in motion an individual who I care about, who's on my team, who I want to have, you know, the highest potential performance and productivity, and I've shut them down, I've frustrated them, and they're going to probably take that mood and they're going to saturate the environment and probably decrease performance and productivity in their circle. So my intention and my impact has a lot of ripple effects that I need to take accountability and ownership for. Well, you know, thinking about this, yeah, you're going to have your impacts going to land wrong somehow. It's just going to happen, as you said. And, and that, sometimes that's a result of that misalignment between intention and impact. And sometimes it's because of poor communication or a relationship that's not where it should be yet. But there is probably a way to avoid that, right? To be sure that the impact you have is a positive one. So how do you avoid that? And I imagine there's something to do with being consciously competent. Yeah, I mean, being consciously competent is always going to help me. So another way of saying being consciously competent is, you know, am I using that emotional intelligence? Am I being self-aware as I move into that conversation? You know, am I managing myself? Am I, you know, making sure that if I have some anxiety, I'm not wearing that on my sleeve. If I have some urgency, I'm not allowing that to come across in my communication. So I have self-awareness, self-management. I am consciously, competently moving into a conversation where I may have a sense of urgency, but what I really have is a sense of trying to have some appropriate communication and the right impact on someone because we have to get work done together. So I really want to manage myself. I want to be aware and I want to be very sensitive to reading the body language of the individual that I'm working with, the social awareness piece. And I want to make sure that I'm setting up the expectations that match the experience that I want that person to have so they leave a conversation inspired motivated, you know, willing to do the work that we need to do. And I've now got someone fired up and ready to boom, go out there and let's get this job done 
my intention and my impact has successfully been aligned and I've delivered on that communication. Well, I think the key point to recognize here is that this can be a messy process. I mean, it just is, right? I mean, because we're humans, right? We have flaws. We Sometimes we don't communicate well. And so we get into a situation where our impact doesn't hit. But you have to recognize, yeah, it's messy and you got to deal with it. You have to apologize. But this is how, I mean, you have to fix it or this is where the problem is just continue to fester. You do. And and you have to fix it. And, you know, there's a couple of there's a couple of pieces here in fixing it. Right. So one of the things I, I like to advise leaders to do is, you know, instead of being on the side of fixing it, you know, how do we change our mindset and our approach up front? Right. So that we we have less of uh, the mess to fix on the other end. And, you know, one of the places that I would look is in leadership style uh, versatility, which we talked about in the last episode we spent some time on last season. So the leadership style that you're going to choose is really going to have an impact in terms of the type of conversation you're going to have. So, you know, we were talking about personal power last week, and we were saying that leaders who use a participative style, who are kind of calling on people, engaging with people, they tend to have a lot of personal power and gravitas that they get. That also has a very positive impact on the environment. Versus, on the other hand, if you took a leader who was using more of a pace-setting style, you know, it was really about timelines, due dates. It was about their agenda. It was about their goals. And they're just trying to get you moving from task to task to task. That feels very different. The impact of that feels different. They're not really coming from personal power. It feels a little bit more like that position power. So, you know, there are some things that we want to watch out for if we're a leader. But there are also some things we want to watch out for if we're a direct report. And here's something that people don't often think about, but I like to kind of put this out there. You know, I take people on leadership journeys and trying to help people understand tools and language with uh, leadership. And they start to get pretty sophisticated, Todd, as you can imagine. You know, people start to get some confidence and they feel pretty good about it. And I then remind people, I'm like, let's be really careful here, right? Let's make sure that we're using these tools appropriately and not using them as weapons. So I'll give you an example, right? If I have to give someone some feedback, maybe a performance feedback, Maybe they're not quite hitting the expectations that I'm looking for. And I want to make sure that I align my intention and my impact in real time, right? We're having a real-time experience here. This is an important thing that needs to land appropriately. I want to say it appropriately. And the person understands intention and impact as well. And they don't like what they're hearing because it's corrective feedback. And they say, hey, that's not landing on me well. Well, if I've said it appropriately and framed it appropriately, and I hope that I have, I'll apologize and maybe try that again. But we also can't use intention and impact as a weapon, right? We can't not hear some of the things that we're going to need to hear and we're going to need to talk about. So you know, there's a little bit of a balance there and a watch out that we need to be mindful of. Yeah, absolutely. So let's close this conversation, Erica, by just help us understand how we can have more of a positive impact. What's some advice and counsel you have for us? Yeah, that's a, you know, that's a great question, a great way to end this because some of this stuff is like pretty simple, right? You know, the most impactful two words that we have, even though I started, I said, Hey, you know, intention and impact are very powerful from a coaching standpoint. You know, two words that have an amazing impact that we don't use enough as, as leaders. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you. I mean, it shows that we appreciate people. People want to be appreciated. We don't do it enough. Tremendous impact, tremendous goodwill. And people also want to be accepted, right? People want to be accepted. So the way that we can impact that is, you know, do we understand people's motivations? You know, are we setting up the uh, conditions and the environment so that people can really be their best selves? Are we having the impact in real time to really be able to capitalize on their talent? So setting them up and understanding their motivations is another tip. And, you know, I guess the last tip I would say is 
people want to feel valued, Todd, right? You know, people want to feel valued. And the impact that we can have as a leader to demonstrate that we value people is, you know, we look to people for their input and their point of view, right? We create that entry point. We want to hear where they're coming from and their point of view is respected and and wants to be heard. Tremendous impact in terms of building that relationship, creating that goodwill and really leveraging our personal power. All right. Well, Erica, thank you. You are welcome, my friend. Well, there's leadership in action right there. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. We'll return next week to discuss calling out unproductive behaviors, building upon intention and impact. So on behalf of myself, my co-host, Erica Peetler, that's it for this episode, season two of Leadership on the Ground in Real Time. We'll return next week. We'll see you then. 